0: Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. All right, I got to go back to Apache, Oklahoma. And uh, we had a reunion from the West Oklahoma Conference, which I don't know nothing about that. But that's where I grew up. And all the kids, well not all, but a lot of the kids that went to the youth camps. And we used to have this traveling music group, which I used to sing in. Before they figured out, I couldn't sing. And, uh, and yeah, see, I knew I'd get an, at, least, at least one amen. And we all, and a lot of the folks that used to go to the camp meetings, y'all. some of y'all don't even know what a camp meeting is, but we had camp meeting with water coolers. Those water coolers, it was hot. And we got together and had a reunion last night, and it was a blast. Sang all the old stuff and got to see a lot of the old folks and old friends, people I hadn't seen in years. And so I'm really excited, and it was a lot of fun. And it's good to go back and remember, amen. Well, I hope uh, it is good to go back and remember, right? Okay, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure you're with me. Well, let's see if we can remember. We started a series three weeks ago called Homework, and each week I've been giving you homework. I hope you've been doing homework. I haven't been taking grades. I'm sure your spouse has been taking grades, and I'm sure your kids have been taking grades, but we've been talking about homework. So the first week we gave out homework for the dads, and we said, dads, the number one enemy that you will face is apathy, that you've got to turn all the aggression that you put into your work and into sports and into all the competition that you're involved in and put some emphasis and energy back into your family and you do that by helping your family make good godly decisions and by setting good godly priorities and by setting boundaries and I'm proud to report that yesterday morning 14 men showed up at our very first allies breakfast at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning and some of them even looked like they were awake and we we spent a little time together and we're going to keep doing that each month and getting to know one another so we can hold each other They're accountable and I think we've got about 14 or 15 men that have signed up for covenant eyes to make sure they're looking at what they should be looking at on the internet and I'm just really excited that we've got some men that are setting some boundaries in their life and then the second week I talked to the women and I said ladies the number one enemy you face is misalignment because we don't understand the concept of submission we think submitting is a bad thing. But it's really about getting in line so that God can open up the windows to the miraculous, you remember? And so I encourage you to get in alignment. And I talked to you about understanding your man and understanding yourself and then also offering support. And then last week we turned our attention on families. And I said that the number one enemy that families face is nearsightedness. We get to this place where we're so focused on now that we make silly decisions that will impact future generations without any thought because we're so focused on right now. And I try to encourage you to get a broader perspective of what God has for you to make decisions now that will have implications for your children's children. And then I told you that you've got to understand that everything flows down. You've got to get air it into you before it will get into them and then we talked about how your house sounds anybody's house sound a little different this week because the bible says that our house if our house is going to be the house that god intended it for it to be it is going to sound different you're going to hear people talking about god on a regular basis we might talk about football but at some point it's going to talk turn and we're going to talk about god to our kids and talk about god to our spouse and to our family our houses will sound, our homes will sound differently because we will not be able to escape the Word. The Word will be so marked upon us on the door frames, on our foreheads, on our wrists, so marked by the Word that we cannot escape. And so this morning we're going to wrap this series up and and some of you are going to check out right when I tell you what we're going to talk about because you think it doesn't apply to you. But there is still truth in here that applies to all of us because what we're going to talk about today is working singles. All right, if you if you have not been married or you have been married and now you're single again, uh, this is specifically for you, but it also applies to all of us. And we need to understand that Scripture is very clear that being single is not a curse. Okay, I got one amen. Thank you, Lauren. Single is not a curse. Amen? In fact, being single is not even the worst thing in life that can happen to you. See, our society tries to teach us that being single, oh, they're alone. So they're single. They're alone. They don't have anybody. They're alone. And we we often feel like we're the third wheel. And, and, and so that's got to be the worst thing in life. No, that's not. Not according to Scripture. In fact, let me kind of point you to what Scripture says. Did you know that Jesus actually addressed being single? Jesus talked about being single in Matthew chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. This is what he said. But Jesus said, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But if you're capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, do it. And then Paul weighs in and gives us some real insight into the concept of being single. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning in verse 32. He says this, I want you to live. This is awesome. It's out of the Message Bible. Listen to the phrasing here. I want you to live as free of complications as possible. When you're unmarried, you're free to concentrate on simply pleasing the Master. Marriage involves you in all the nuts and bolts of domestic life and in wanting to please your spouse, leading to so many more demands on your attention. The time and energy that married people spend on caring for and nurturing each other, the unmarried can spend in becoming whole and holy instruments of God. I'm trying to be helpful and make it as easy as possible for you not make things harder. All I want is for you to be able to develop a way of life in which you can spend plenty of time together with the master without a lot of distractions. Pretty interesting way of phrasing things, I would think. See, the number one enemy that I think that singles face is complexity, all right? That is the number one enemy enemy that you will face. See, I know of nobody, I, I, honestly, I don't know of anybody that has sought God's face and allowed God to point out the, the, the love of their life and their life partner, their their mate for life, and, and they've given their heart to one another and got married. I know of nobody who is in a very healthy relationship because they allowed God to put them together. I know of nobody that's in that particular situation that would ever trade married life for single life again. never I don't know anybody that's in that kind of relationship. However, I also know of no married couple that regardless if their relationship is the most most healthy relationship on the face of the planet, who would also not admit that being married is complicated. See, I can't get no help because you're still scared. Being married is hard work. Marriage takes a ton of energy. Marriage dominates your life, or at least it should if you're going to have a healthy marriage. It should dominate your thoughts, dominate your life, dominate your energy, dominate your plans. Therefore, marriage is complex. Yeah. So, Paul weighs in in and says this. He says, one of the greatest gifts of the single life is simplicity. The fact that you are allowed the opportunity to remain focused completely and totally on the important things in life. See, I think that singles have a tendency to get into trouble when they mistake complexity for completeness. That's a, that's a powerful statement there. We think that if we can get into a relationship that will complete us, when really when you're in a relationship, all it really does is make everything complex. I see some of y'all still scared to death to say amen because you think you're reflecting on your spouse. That's not what I'm saying. Listen, getting into relationship makes everything more complex. And Paul teaches us that this is when you are single, you have the opportunity to be singular of focus and single-minded and put all of your attention on what matters because once you get married biblically and, and according to Scripture, you should turn your attention to your spouse to please your spouse. Else. And so Paul says, "This is easier." See, I think one of the greatest myths that abounds today in the mind of singles is that marriage is easy. Let me help you. If you're single today, let me newsflash: single is easy. Marriage is hard. Hard work, and 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 you've got to be diligent in it, and. and if you're going to have the kind of marriage that God intended you to have, then you're going to have to work at it. So single, being single is the easy. Well, it would be easy if I had somebody to come home to. No, won't it? it complicates everything, right? And so single is easy. If you ever think this, if this has ever gone through your mind, if I could just find the right person, my life would be easier. Then you have fallen into the trap that the enemy wants you to fall into, because what you're really saying is, "I need someone to complete me." And what Scripture teaches us is that nobody can complete you; that only God can complete you. And when God brings somebody into your life, all it's really going to do is it's going to complement what He's already completed, and it's going to complicate what used to be easy. Right? How many of you know it's it's complicated when you get married? Like like uh, how many of you are your spouse Squeezes the tube from the wrong end. Anybody? Yeah, we've solved that. We just buy our own. Like I got one and she's got one. You got his and her towels, why not have his and her toothpaste, right? Uh, and it just, okay, so single folks, listen to me. You need to understand and relish in the fact that if God has you single right now, he has allowed you the opportunity to live a very simple life and to focus on what really matters. And so, therefore, I would say to you th- this. Working singles must be self-centered. That, doesn't that fly in the face of everything I've ever taught you? Uh, I've taught you that you're not an island to yourself and that you can't put all of your attention on yourself. Uh, so, Steve, what are you saying? That sounds kind of weird to me. Are you saying that I shouldn't care about anybody else and that I should put all of my attention on and take it off air? No, listen, self-centered, this is what I mean. I mean that you understand that while you are single, you must work on you. I mean that while you are single, you are so self-centered that your attention is focused on growing you. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, if you're capable of growing into the largeness of marriage then do it. In other words, he is saying that in order for you to position yourself for relationship, there is this growth and maturity that has to take place while you're single. In fact, Paul weighs in and he says it like this. He says, when you're single, you should be becoming whole. Catch that now. That means while you're out of relationship, while there is no relationship, that at that moment you should be working on you. You should be, coming, be becoming more mature. You should be becoming more complete. In other words, singles that get it understand that they got to work on themselves, that God has given them this opportunity to grow. In fact, they understand if you're going to be a working single, you got to understand that you don't get into a relationship and then mature. How many of you know that's a recipe for disaster? Right? We've got to mature. They grow as a person now. You have to recognize that maturity is not postponed until you're in a relationship. You have a mandate to mature right now. Singles, listen to me. You have a mandate on your life to mature right now. You should be growing. The Bible never portrays being single as second class or something less than normal, or even desirable. In fact, the Bible paints being single in a very positive light because the truth is is that our society has taught us that being single equates with being incomplete, and therefore we have to find a marriage partner, an earthly relationship to complete us. And what Jesus and what Paul was trying to teach us is that while we're single, we should be growing and maturing and be becoming more whole. We grow up because here's the truth. Nobody can magically fix you. How many of you know your spouse can't fix you? Right? Nobody can magically fix you. The only people, the only ones that can fix you are you and God. And if we go into a relationship and we haven't matured properly and we think, well, when I get married or when I start seriously dating, if I can find the love of my life, they will magically make all of my problems go away. I want to tell you that you're headed for disaster because nobody can fix you but you and God. You need to know that because that puts the mandate on you that you have got to grow and mature you have got to understand this truth because if you don't understand this and don't become focused on you then what you will do is you'll go into relationship and when you haven't worked on you you will begin to try to work on them and if you start trying to fix them you're headed for disaster because the only ones that you can fix is you the truth is is that if we haven't adequately matured and adequately adequately grown when we are single then what we do is we take all of our issues and all of our baggage and all of our hang-ups into a relationship and the relationship implodes and finally explodes because we haven't worked on us and so i want to tell you today that what you've got to do is is get uh, your attention on on off of other people's problems and get into a, an, a, a place in your own life where you begin to focus on you let me let me help you this morning let me share a little secret with our single folks in the house when you find someone whether it is to date them seriously or to very uh, eventually marry them you need to know that when you go into a relationship that you are going to take them as is no growth no change in them. Is guaranteed. And if you go into a relationship thinking, not only am I going to fix me, I'm going to fix them, you might as well break up right now because it's never going to happen. You've got to go into a relationship with this understanding I will take them as they are, and if they don't grow at all, I will love them for the rest of my life. If you're not at that place with them, then you don't need to get married and you don't need to stay with them. I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> so you're lying if you think, well, The relationship that I'm in right now isn't what I would like my marriage to be like, but when we get married, it'll all change. (laughs) Sucker, it ain't going to happen, right? It's not going to change. How they are now is how they're going to be when you get married. It's only going to be magnified. What you thought was cute now will drive you stark raven mad later, right? so you just need to understand that what you've got to do is get self-centered enough that you begin to work on you while you have the opportunity so that when you move into a relationship you are as mature as you're supposed to be and you've grown to the level that God wants you to grow to so that you're whole when you come into a relationship the second thing I, or third thing i'd say to you this morning is this and i'm going to say it in a in a little different way and you can take it any way you want it i'll break it down and make it sound spiritual here in a minute but just the way it sounds is pretty good too and that is this working singles don't shack up I knew I'd get some raised eyebrows on that one. Did you mean to say it just like that? Yeah, take it just how it sounds. Uh, Singles don't shack up, all right? If you're going to be the single that God has called you to be, you don't shack up. Now, let me make it sound all spiritual for you. Uh, there, There are basically two things that I'm talking about when I talk about not, well, actually three, but I'm only going to talk about two because one of them really deals with the other one too. So when you're single, you will not shack up with or make room for living unholy. Notice what Paul said. He said, you will become whole and you will work on becoming a holy instrument of God. So what he's saying is this, while you're single, you won't shack up with unholiness and you will live a holy life. Because what I've noticed and what I've seen, it's kind of like a plague in the body right now, I think, is that most singles think that what they have is a free pass, Since I'm not in a relationship and I haven't made any vows, then I get a free pass and I can live any way I want to. See, Steve, you don't understand. I have some wild oats I need to sow. The only problem with that is many of you are sowing wild oats and then you're praying for crop failure. It never works that way because the principle of sowing and reaping is a principle that God will not break, and therefore he's calling you to live a holy lifestyle even when you're single. You should be being used as a holy instrument of God. Being single does not diminish or lower the standard of holiness that God is calling us to. You won't suddenly become holy when you get married. Well, I quit looking at pornography when I get married. No, you won't. I quit clubbing when I get married. No, you won't. I quit looking at somebody else when I get married. No, you won't. Being single does not allow you the opportunity to live at a lower standard of holiness than those of us that are married. While you are single, you must live a holy lifestyle. No free pass. That's why it's crucial for you to understand that what you will do is you will simply bring your level of holiness into any relationship that you get involved in. Therefore, you need to know that when, if, while you're single, if you begin to date someone and they lead you away from God before marriage, they will do so even to a greater extent after marriage. So while you're out here trying to find out who you are and being self-centered and somebody comes along that catches your eye, if they're pulling you away from God, then I promise you that after you get married or after you establish a serious relationship, the pulling will increase and they will pull you farther away from God. And so what I am saying is you've got to keep a holiness standard way high while you are single so that you won't make any room for unholy living that will get you into a bad situation. See, here's the truth is the way people live in their past and the way they're living right now are indicators of how they're going to live later. And so as you're single and you're moving through relationships and seeking relationship, then what I would say to you is you've got to look at how people lived in the past and look at how they're living right now because it's an indicator of how they will live if things go any further with you. You've got to pay attention. You won't be able to change them. So you've got to elevate your, your level of holiness now so that you take your level of holiness into any relationship and let that become the standard by which you will choose anybody to spend any time with. The second way that we don't shack up is this, is working singles don't shack up because they don't make room for a couple of roommates. Here they are. Here are the two roommates they don't make any room for, panic and compromise. Compromise. Because what I see is I see a lot of singles that have bought into the lie that they're not complete and that they can't make it alone. So what they do is they will shack up with panic. They will begin to inevitably, if they're not careful and they're, they're not focused on themselves like they should be and they don't monitor their holiness level, what they'll do is they'll get in a hurry. They'll begin to look around at all their friends that are suddenly getting married and they'll go, Ooh, I'm getting old. Like I'm 24 and I'm old. Crazy. But that's what we do. And we allow panic to set in. And therefore what we do is instead of, of, of waiting and holding out for Mr. or Mrs. Right, we settle for Mr. or Mrs. Right now. And we lower our standards and we panic and we get in a hurry and we take matters into our own hands and we put ourselves in a bad place because we begin to try to do the job of God in our lives. And we get in a hurry and we panic. You cannot panic because if you do, you, all, you will allow someone to become a priority that only considers you an option. Did you get that? You ought to write that down if you're single. In fact, you ought to write that one down if you're married. You, if you are not careful, as a single, and a lot of times even as married couples, we will allow someone to become a priority that only considers us an option. And if you make somebody in your life a priority that only considers you an option, guess who's going to get hurt? You. So you can't panic. Because as soon as you panic, what happens is, is then you invite the next roommate in, and that is the roommate of Compromise. Because when you get in a hurry and when you think, i got to do God's job for me, then what happens is out of that state of panic, you will begin to compromise and settle for less than what God has got for you. Well, maybe my standards are just too high. Maybe I'm just too picky. Ever been told that? Some of your friends have actually looked at you and said, you're just too picky. And so you will settle and compromise and get yourself into trouble. You've got to know something today. You've got to know that God has everything under control. And you've got to know that more than just saying it. You've got to actually know that he's got it all under control. Therefore, you've got to keep your boundaries up. That's that holiness that we've talked about. And you've got to remember, here's the compromise. you got to remember that how you start a relationship is also how you usually end up in a relationship. Can, can I explain? If we aren't careful as singles, if you're single, if you're not careful and you get in panic mode, you will begin to compromise, and you will begin to make statements like this. Well, I just haven't been able to find any single folks at church. So I think what I'll do is I'll go to the club, and I'll find one, and God will point them out, and show them to me, and then God will change them, or I will, and then and then we will find ourselves in love. But how you start, the, the environment you start in is also usually the environment. You can't complain when the person that you picked out of the club wants to go back to the club I'm preaching and y'all just staring at me like I'm crazy you cannot you got to understand that the, that the environment that you compromise to will be the basis or the foundation of your relationship and your you will find that relationship back into that same environment or situation later on therefore you cannot compromise where you find the individuals that God may be calling to you. You've got to hold your standards high. How you begin a relationship will typically have bearing on the ending of that relationship. Let me say it like this to you as a single let deep call to deep. Scripture says that, that deep calls to deep. And what what I mean by that and what I think Scripture is teaching us is this. If you will maintain your holiness level and if you will work on you and you will mature in your relationship with God and become whole, that deepness in you, God will work through that and He will call out there and He will cause somebody to be pulled to the deepness in you if He wants you to have somebody. See, we've got to quit playing God. He he may think that your life is so complete and that he has got all of your attention. He may be so jealous of your love that he wants just to keep you for himself. Deep calls to deep. Quit trying to play God and allow God to do the work. How many of you in here that are married would attest to this fact? When you quit trying to find the one on your own and let God be God, God brought the one to you. Anybody? can? Anybody, I, I can testify to that, right? Yeah, because God knows best. His ways are higher than. So I would just encourage you to do this. Quit working on it. Give up. Throw in the towel. Work on you. Get your focus on you. I didn't say quit cleaning up and dressing up, and Right? Work on you. Become the best you that you can become. Allow God to complete you. Allow God to elevate your level of holiness. Throw panic out out of your house. Throw compromise out of your house and see what God will do. It works every time. Here's your homework today. Here is your homework today. If you're single, work on you. Focus on you. Let me ask you some questions. What steps can you take right now to become better than you are? What steps can you take right now to grow? What can you do right now to mature? What can you do to become whole and holy? you got to focus on you. What can I do in my own life to make me better than I am? That's your homework. you got to become a better you. And then second... Your second homework is this focus on God. You have the opportunity as a single person to focus all of your attention, all of your energies all of your efforts on God. While the married folks are worried about making house payments and picking up dirty laundry, and I got to take care of the kids, and I got to get them to school, and they're sick now, I got to take them to the doctor, and I got to buy life insurance on them, and I got to make sure they get a college education. You have the ability to work on your relationship with God, and Paul said it like this, when you're married you're completely involved in the nuts and bolts of domestic life. While you're single, you have a pass to work completely and totally on your relationship with God That means while you're single you can find out what God has called you to do that means while you're single you can go to the missions field, That's why it means while you're single you can influence and impact communities that married folks are so busy and so distracted that they don't even think about God is enabling you to develop and mature in your relationship with Him how many of you know it's easier to find prayer time when you're single than when you're married? How many of you would actually admit? Married folks, admit this now. Come on, be, be brave enough. How many of for you, it was easier to have devotion time when you were single than it is now? Yeah? Because you're busy and you're distracted, right? And somebody's dominating your life time-wise, energy-wise, right? Have a kid or two and see if I'm not telling the truth. Have two at a time. And see if I'm not telling the truth. Go for three. Can I get four? Can I get five? It. Con- no. <laughs> Somebody wants to re- I rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> right? Single folks, let me tell you. You have the greatest opportunity right now to chase after God. By the way, married folks, that doesn't let you off the hook. You just got to plow through and make it and press in. And remember your first love. But single folks, what I'm saying to you is you have this opportunity to go after God with no encumbrance and no distractions. If you won't let any get into your life, you have this ability to focus so hard on him that when we see you, we back off and go, wow. They're whole and they're holy. Your homework this week is this. Focus on you. And focus on him. And see if that doesn't change your life and your perspective and your completeness thoughts. See if that doesn't deal with your panic issues and your compromise issues and see if God doesn't step in and do a miracle in your life. I want you to stand with me this morning. As I said, I know no married couple that has done their work and is in a healthy relationship that would trade married life for single life again. But that doesn't mean being single is bad. Being single is just different. And there are some privileges that you have as a single person that a married person does not have. And I just want to say to you this morning, take advantage of the simplicity that God has in your life and become the best you that you can become with the help of God and become whole listen if you enter a relationship and you're broken you will break that relationship but if you would spend the time working on you and focusing on God you can enter any relationship friends, dating, marriage that God ever wants to establish in your life you will enter them whole and those relationships will be so much more successful and fruitful Father, this morning, I pray that you would teach us that we are complete in you, whether we're married, single, or otherwise. Too young to even think about any of those things. I just pray that we would recognize this fact that we are complete in you. We, We don't need anything else to complete us but you. No person, no matter how perfect they are for us, will never be able to complete us they only complement what you've already completed I pray that you would complete us today and allow us to become whole I pray for single folks in this room today that they would take advantage of the simplicity of their lives and they would begin to become whole they would deal with any of their issues with any of their baggage with any of their brokenness and they would work on it now and they would become the best person they can become now Father I pray that they would chase hard after you I pray that they would focus their attention on you. That they would realize and recognize that at this moment, this season in their life, they have an opportunity to spend all of their time seeking your face. Answering the call. Becoming who you want them to become. I come against panic and compromise and unholy living. And I ask that in Jesus' name, you would allow the standards of holiness in our single folks to go up way high. And I pray that they would not settle for anything less than what you would have for them. I pray that they would understand that environment dictates how the relationship will end. they will not compromise. And deep will begin to call to deep. In Jesus' name. If you're single this morning, I'd like to pray with you. Would you just take a moment? This is, again, you're not a second-class citizen. God is allowed you this time if, if you're here this morning and you're single would you just step out and meet me right here and we want to pray over you as a body and ask God to fulfill his greatest plans for your life during this season Amen. 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 Come on over here. Amen. we love you guys and I know there are times it's tough going home and there's nobody there. I get it. I understand that that part of it's tough. But we're wrong when we think nobody's there. He's there. He's there. He is at home with you. He is with you. He's watching over you. He's got your best interest at heart. He's got somebody for you. Him first. because I'm not going to tell you you're going to get married. I don't know. Don't want to give you false hope there if he's singled you out for him. But you got to trust him. Work on you. That's all you can do. Let's pray. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, You can't live without passion.